When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is the 4th of November. Big show today. Mark Purden, Stephen Fleming, our next Prime Minister, joined live from quarantine. Not in the same room as Baz, but down the corridor. Reed Princett, the skipper of Canterbury, and Lance from Papamoa. Well, he was our Atlanta Braves correspondent this morning. Congratulations to all of the Atlanta fans. Another World Series, first since 1995. Huge Friday coming up tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Thursday, the 4th of November. November. Love a November. And the racing just keeps on giving. Today we've got the Oaks. Saturday we've got a great meeting at Flemington. So we'll be talking about that, no doubt, throughout the morning. But before then, great news. Great news. Cleo Smith was found yesterday. It was a dream come true. A lot of hard work being put in by the WA um, police department over there. A lot of investigative, um, a lot of great investigating from, from them over there. And just a perfect result in the end for young Cleo. So um, I've been reading about that non-stop. Being a father, uh, I couldn't think of anything worse. So the best, best result to have young Cleo Smith home. So awesome, awesome news to start the day. Uh, throughout the morning as well, we've got a great show for you. A lot of sport happening around the globe, around the country. We're going to kick it off this morning. We've got World Series of Baseball has been decided. So Lance from Papa Moa. Lance listens to the show, and he's an Atlanta Braves fan. He'll be right up and about after the Atlanta Braves. Wow, swamp time, really, over um, the Houston Astros. 7-0 away win, taking the uh, World Series 4-2 and for their first win since 1995. How good was that for the Atlanta Braves? So Lance from Papa Mile, he'll be right up and about. Give us a call, Lance. Let us know how you're feeling, mate. 0800 You know, you know how good. How good is that? And then we're going to kick it off with some Canterbury NPC. They have endured some unprecedented times as of late, but over the weekend they grinded out a crucial win over arch-rivals Tasman. This week they face Bayer Plenty. Bayer Plenty, and, and if they win... That will secure them a spot in the Premiership semi-finals. They should be too good for Bayer Plenty, but 
funnier things have happened in this competition. But when he went there in the semi-finals, Canterbury went there in the semi-finals, and Tasman v Wellington are the other matches as well. Whoever wins that will go through to the semi-final. Hawks Bay already guaranteed. How good the Magpies! Uh, but we got skipper Reed Princep for Canterbury. He's going to join us this morning to talk about their season. It's been the struggle, but they nutted out a great win in there. But a little bit more positive this week. So we got Reed Princep this morning, and then really, really looking forward to this chat. The next Prime Minister-elect, the people's person, the one and only, Stephen Flem, Flemo Fleming, Fujitsu's finest, joins us to choose some fat, the great, great Kiwi, that is Stephen Fleming. Oh, I can't wait to chat to him. He's been up and about him, and Baz have been playing phone tag on the hotel phones. Apologies to Dima if you've got a hell of a bill. That's okay, they'll pay for it. They've got plenty of rupees. Looking forward to chatting to Flemo. We can get his reaction from that win as well. Uh, the Black Cats beating Scotland overnight. Grinded it out. Guptill, 93 runs. Good to see him starting off well. Well, it didn't, wasn't all smooth sailing for the Black Caps as well. I thought it would have been a, a much more um, dominant win over there. But a win's a win. And they're back, um, back-to-back wins as well. So they're still in this and they're grinding out. And then we're going to count down the cup week. NZ Cup Week countdown, and we're only four days out. How good to New Zealand Cup Week. Oh, I love racing. The racing that just keeps on giving. Big meetings this weekend, then we've got a whole week of it next week with the doggies. Bit of harness, and then Cup Day on Saturday. Oh, yes, Bezza. We're going to have a great week next week. Anyway, Mark Purden has driven six, six Cup winners. Trained a stack, too. He drove South Assured last year and got daggy paid. Yes, he's back again to Defender Cup this year. And uh, he is racing in Self Assured. And Self Assured has been drawn in the back markers. If you remember John Dunn, he's driving Classy Brigade. He has been drawn in the front markers, I'm pretty sure, Louis. You told me off air. So looking forward to chatting to Mark Purden. Can he go back to back as we count down to New Zealand Cup Week? Anyway, that's enough rambling from me. We've got a good show for you uh, throughout the day. Keep your texts coming in on double eight double three, or give us a call on the Ken Tire phone line 0800 I'm going to say good morning to Trudy, Louie, Joe and Kez there in Auckland. And I'm going to say good morning to Baz McCullum, who's got his Atlanta Braves hat on. <laughs> and he's sitting there in his hotel. He's got a full tummy because Sir Peter Vella's given him what? What have you had for dinner, Baz? <laughs> good morning, Israel, as, as <laughs> Smitty calls you. <laughs> uh, good morning. Oh, no. Good morning, everyone. Uh, um, okay, last night. Right, last night I had uh, a little bit of scampi. For a uh, entree, yeah, yeah, and then, and then for dinner. So uh, while I was playing cricket, right, I, I wasn't good enough to be messing with the cricketing gods. So I didn't, I wouldn't eat duck during cricket season. But since yeah. I've finished cricket, I've I've taken a real liking for it. It was beautiful. So we had this lovely duck for a main, and then a little bit of a kiwi pavlova for dessert. With a couple, with a little limoncello, limoncello, and a little tequila thing on the side as well. I was like, "Hello there, let's get this party started." Wow! So I had that um, <laughs> washed it down with a little uh, pinko pinot noir. So just a glorious night in in my hotel room wow. watching Succession on TV. That's a good show. Have you seen it, Louis? No, you're giving it some in the background. It. There, you like it? That's oh, good, mate. It, it is. 
it is the it is the show of the time, I reckon. Um, season three at the moment. So season three, episode three was on Monday night. I, I stay up late on Mondays, put myself through it so I can watch it and, and love it. Love it. Glad you're on, Baz. Nice. See, I'm still on season one, but I'm, I'm in. I'm all in on it. So it's great. Actually, ruin it for him, Louis. So. Ruin it. <laughs> Don't do that. Why would you do that? Crikey. The only thing no, I want sure. in advance is winners on the track. That's the only thing I want in advance. The rest of my life, I'm happy to just live in the moment. Is <laughs> yeah. Um, Fair enough. You talk about the you talk about the Braves cap that I've got on. That is purely just yeah. luck. I don't know. I know very yeah. little about about baseball or, or American sports, but I just like the cat. I was walking past the shop. I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool cat. And so I, I, I bought it. But I'll take it. I'll take the coincidence that they yeah. managed to win the World Series. And, and sh- So that's Billy Bean's team, was it? Was that his name? Billy Bean? No, I think that was the Oakland Athletics, wasn't it? Pretty close. Oh. A's. So what hat's this then? Well, is that the Oakland Athletics? Yeah. It might not be a Braves hat at all. <laughs> It's got an A on it. Wait, <laughs> 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 you're in, you're in, <laughs> you're all about A's, mate. You're all about A's. Does you're it right. say you're on right, the back mate. or does it have? A... <laughs> have a read. <laughs> have a read. What's the sound of leaf? Well, I can't because I have to take my headphones off. Oh. Anyway, it's okay. Doesn't matter. So wait there. Wait doesn't. There. You're a, you're a baseball guy, regardless. You love your baseball. <laughs> Where was it going to say? It doesn't say. Lance from Papamoa, can you let us know what the Atlanta Braves logo looks like and we'll try and match it up with Baz's hat? All it go. says on the inside is it can be whatever you want it to be, Baz. That's what it says on the inside. It might be an Anaheim okay. Angels. Well, I'll tell you what, it's confusing. There's people need to work on their branding if that's the case. I'm sure they're nah, the franchise. We've got, it. We've got confirmation. We've got confirmation. That's it. It is it. You got it, mate. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You're wearing a championship hat, mate. Well done. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Some people are born lucky. Hey. Eh? Some people are just born lucky. How's about the black caps? What did you mate. think? I thought they yeah. for a start the uniform looked outstanding. The teal. Yeah, I love the old school. Love the old school. Yeah. Um, look, I thought yeah, like obviously great to grind out a win and great to see Guppy getting some runs at the start, but. But it's the, it's this first drop and second drop that's kind of, I spoke to you off air again, Bez, um, about that situation with Conway and, and Kane Williamson. Obviously, Kane's first, oh, he's first duck in a very very long time. I was reading, and um, he wasn't obviously able to get started. But Devin Conway, big big raps on him heading over. Um, hasn't really uh, got the momentum and, and opportunities that we we're probably hoping. And I was talking to you off air about that. What was your thoughts on that, mate? Um, well, I think both both Kane and, and um, Devin play a very similar game. Um, so if you're going to commit to playing both of them, then then you're really going to make you need a strike rate above and below them. If that makes sense, they're, they're very comfortable operating um, at a at a slightly lesser strike rate um, and being very consistent at it. So it's fine. Um, to play them both at the same time, but you need to ensure that your guys who are opening the batting and the guys who follow them are taking higher levels of risk so that you're not getting stuck. If you look at the performance of the yeah. Black Caps, which, hey, they got the job done. It's a, it was a bit of a banana skin yeah, game sure. against the Scottish who have got nothing to lose and 
and batting first, you know, it looked hot there too. Guppy was sucking in the, in the big ones for a while there. Yeah. I think they started well. They got they, they had a good power play, um, and then they just slowed down a little bit from about the eighth over, and and it's been a bit of a trend actually over in the UAE so far. This this um, World Cup is just seems like people, teams are getting a little bit stuck in the middle overs, and then they're looking to try and accelerate at the end. If they're able to accelerate, then they they cover those quiet overs. If they're not, then it just really mm. exposes them. So there's an area there where. New Zealand can certainly improve, and you'd think if either Kane or Devon got underway, they would have taken care of that scoring rate through that yep. period. But I think it, just a tick in the column for New Zealand, job done, turn the page, don't overanalyse it too much. Yes, it wasn't our perfect performance, yep. but it's the points that we need, and we roll on. And now we, we, we move towards Namibia. Guppy's got some time in the middle, which he desperately needed. Um, if we're going to win the World Cup, then Martin Guptill is a really, really key player in it because we've seen in World Cups previously when he gets hot, doesn't matter who you're coming up against, he's he's capable of, of taking them down on his own. So, so that's that's a good tick in the column as well. Is anyway, mate. What about yeah. um, yeah, just well one other thing. I noticed Rahul Dravid has been named as head coach of India. Yeah. Um, overnight, as Ravi Shastri stands down at the end of this T20 World Cup, he's done a wonderful job for India. But the biggest job in cricket is coaching India, and Rahul Dravid will take over at the completion of this tournament. So that's a that's a good um, a good selection, I reckon, for uh, for Indian cricketers moving forward. He's a good man, Rahul Dravid, and he'll be a very good coach, I'm sure. So quite big news in the cricketing world. But what about you, uh, mate? What did you get up to last night? Did you carry on your juice diet, or did you did you <laughs> did no. you no. fall no. <laughs> No, no, no. We're back. We're, we're only doing a three-day, and I actually fell off the cliff the night before when I had some eggs. Remember, I had some eggs that night because I was so hangry. So, no, I'm back on the horse. I'm back on the horse. I trained uh, yesterday morning, so I'm training three times a week. Your body's hurting, man. I'm I'm going to some dark places, but it's okay. i just got to get that base back and get back into some, some actual... What's training some consistent sort of uh, So I go to a place called the Hit Squad. I go to a place called the Hit Squad in Christchurch here, Matt Bateman, and um, he's man, he's an animal. He just, he, I don't know, something about gym owners. They just sit in the gym all day and just train and, and, and just go to a dark place. So I just train with him, mate, and it's, it consists of high-intensity training. So it's like high-intensity circuits, um, so a lot of like assault bikes, um, ski ergs, Ugh. bike ergs, um, a lot of body-weighted stuff. So jump on the ski erg. Do uh, a 250-metre ski, jump off, um, go do some overhead press, uh, flies, and just do like an AMRAP, so as many rounds as possible, in, in about 14 minutes. So you just keep going around and around, and then you stop. And So it's just basically just high-intensity training. You're just working the muscles. I'm in my moon boot, so I can't really um, move. I'm not really that mobile, but I can, I can move. So I'm starting to move, mate, and the body's been shocked, but... Um, it's just all part of the day. I, I, basically, I just train for mental, bro. Like, honestly, I'm I'm not trying to train to be a world class athlete. For me, it's just um, getting those endorphins flowing, starting to get some you know good feels about yourself and get movement and trying to earn that that, that food that goes into your waha. So, well, <laughs> I've, um, been a world, yeah, it's been, been really a good. Class athlete, so you've already ticked that one off. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so when yeah, you get out of your mood, it's hard though, eh? Oh, I get out. I get out of my moon boot in maybe two weeks. 
Maybe just before the the wee donk, mate. Maybe just before the donk. Still haven't swung a club. Still haven't swung a club, Bez. I'm I'm actually mate, a bit nervous. Mate, the one good thing about quarantine is chipping. You get to chip in your little room here. I, I feel like I found something. I don't know if yeah. it's going to stick when the pressure really comes on in the middle of a golf tournament. In, right now, in my room, on my own, I feel like the technique of chipping has become better. I mean, granted, it's after <laughs> half a bottle of Pinot Noir, but it definitely feels a little smoother. <laughs> little, <laughs> a little smoother through the hey swing. Hey, mate, put that mattress up. Just put that mattress up against the wall and just start swinging something. You'll be all right. I'm bouncing you. Have you got a high roof? Uh, well, I'm not very tall, so I don't really need a, <laughs> I don't really need a high roof. <laughs> I've got a bit of a flat golf swing as well. So, but no, that's not a bad idea. I think Flemo's actually done that down the hallway. Um, so we'll ask him when, when we get him on a little bit later on. Oh, that's good, mate. I'm pleased. So you, I'm pleased you're enjoying your training again, getting back into yeah. it. Sounds horrific. What is it about gym yeah, like trainers? I reckon they got to lay off the old pre-workout mix or whatever that they take. Eh? They get, they got way oh, this fella doesn't need any blokes. pre-workout mix, eh? He doesn't need any pre-workout, any mix, isn't. mate. He is full noise. He is fizzing. Ah, mate, they just love it. They love helping people, and, and he's been a big help for me. And, and uh, like I said, it's just, just getting out of that, that rut, that rut. And I've yeah. been eight weeks just on my back. Getting the foot right. Um, I've probably gone a bit early because my foot's a wee bit sore when I was trying to squat the other day in my moon boot. Not ideal, but but that's okay. That's okay, Bears. It's um it's good to be back there, back out there training, mate. Um, and good to be just getting the endorphins flowing. And what do we got coming up? We're going to come back very shortly. We're going to chat some Carl Heyman, the CTE follow up. It's a big big news. Obviously that we spoke about it yesterday, and and we're just going to delve into that a bit more with Louie coming through. So we'll be back soon. Uh, you're listening to Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Right, we're 24 minutes past 6 o'clock on the 4th of November. Izzy was bang on. It's Oaks Day over at Victor- in Victoria at Flemington this weekend. It's uh, Stakes Day, McKinnon Stakes Day, and then back here, 2,000 guineas. We'll talk about some racing in the uh, Love Racing Dotting update coming up after the news. The Kennard's Hire phone line is right there for you, though, 0800 150 Had some good conversation yesterday around um, concussion and sport coming off the back of Carl Heyman. And, boys, I just saw yesterday the outpouring of support for Carl. And um, you both alluded to it. He's had an interesting life and one with a lot of ups and a lot of downs as well. And this, uh, another chapter in it. But the the outpouring of support was, was quite overwhelming, I could tell yesterday. Lots of people, former teammates, saying how gutted they were to read that. And there was a couple of texts left in the text machine yesterday that I thought it would be good to get through, get to just this morning. One here from Goose. It's a tough one, eh, as we want our kids out there playing sport. On the flip side, we hear of the health effects of sitting around doing nothing in front of a screen. Inform and let people make their own choices. And um, Baz, we had a bit of that yesterday, didn't we, that sort of sentiment? Yeah, we did. Uh, look, it was, it was a little bit split, to be fair, with um, with our feedback around... Um, the, the players come into into the game uh, aware of some of the risks involved, and then the flip side of that was that the uh, the organisations need to do more to be able to safeguard um, players with with uh, concussion in particular. But yeah, it's a really it's quite a polarising topic, isn't it? It's sort of mm. uh, I don't I don't know where I sit um, on it to be honest. Um, I'm not probably at the 
the coalface of it like you were is, and I'm not sure whether mm. you've had mate guys that you played with that you that you could say you know he he really um, you know his body and and his mind were put under severe pressure because of the problems with concussion and stuff. Was there guys that you could oh, straight away just think? There's yeah, there's plenty. I I think of a guy Benyafiaki. He was uh, he was at the Chiefs. So I played with him. Um, he's the latest, one of the latest that's had to come out and retire because of a big head clash he had. He played one test for the ABs, had a big, big future against some bigs. Um, he's, he's had a lot of um, problems with concussion, but I think the difference between him and, and a lot of other players from the earlier days is there's a lot of protocols and there's a lot of scientific evidence around now. So he had the great support base to actually make those decisions. And there was actually a lot of support there to, if he had to retire, there was actually a little bit of support to help that transition into the next phase of his life a, a lot easier than probably what it was back in the day when, when those sorts of things weren't around. When you retired, you finished from the game. You didn't want that, so you become stubborn, you become un, uneducated about what the effects are, and I think that's the big talking point here back in the days, and I spoke about it yesterday, we're going to get so many more coming out because of what was happening back in the day and the scientific evidence, the education around it, the stigma of being a rugby player and being a, an athlete in a contact sport, you don't want to show weakness. So a little headache or a little blurry eyes, that was, you used that as, as mana, you used that as, as courage. You know, you, you walk towards it because I'm, an, I'm, I'm hurting here, but that's this game's all about. We're going to hurt. We're going to go through th- uh, phases in our lives too. Um, you know, to try and come through this adversity. So for me, I think, like yourself, Baz, I, 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 I don't, I can't see us blaming the rugby uh, institution, the, the World Rugby, um, you know, people, uh, organisations out there that run these places because um, the, back in the day, the scientific evidence was probably not there. So you, so who do you, who do you? So who do you blame because it wasn't there? Like you, you know the risk of going into this game. So for me, I think the ultimate um, decision making and, and responsibility has to become on yourself. And now that it, these inter, these athletes around that this day and age, they know the the protocols. They know they're educated on what's happened. So they have the responsibility to to be honest about how they're feeling because a team doctor doesn't know what's you're feeling in your brain or what you're feeling in your eyes, um, Bears? Mm. Yeah, I just wonder, I think there's two parts to that is, I I agree with you, Mm. but I think there's two parts. One is that we know when we go into sport, the risks involved. The problem with concussion and head injuries in particular is when you are in that moment and you have a concussion or a head injury, you are not of able mind to be able to make a decision whether you can then carry on in that game and and then that's where something needs to, there needs to be a protocol in place where mm. you can identify that and then remove the player from that situation. Whereas if we're leaving it up to the players, then you, you're literally asking someone who's not the full biscuit yeah. at that moment in time to make a, a potentially yeah. life-defining decision. So it's... Yeah. Look, in, in our cricket setup, it's the only thing I can compare it to. We have um, HIAs, um, so yep. if you get hit in the head with the ball, then you right. then get assessed, and then after the game, yep. you go through that computer program and, and have a look at your results. and And, and I understand what they're trying to achieve with that, but it's it, it's not 
a foolproof system at the moment. So they need to, I think, the education around that and the testing around that in competition and the diagnosis of concussions in the moment, that needs to improve. If that improves, then hopefully you, can, you can't completely safeguard everyone, right? Because you're in a context. Nah, group. nah. Yeah, but that, that's no, you the can't. Thing I'd I love say. that, and, and that's that's. Oh, I talked spoke about that. There are those designated people on the sidelines with the camera that are looking for situations when your head gets knocked and you get a little bump to the brain, and so you, they pull you off and you do the HIA. And if you've done the HIA, they are hard to. They're probably hard to pass when you when you're normal, let alone when you got a little bit of a, a dizzy head or you can't really think. You know, remember these numbers and count them backwards, man. I couldn't even do that in high school. So let alone when I'm on the rugby field, I, I had one and I failed straight away, and I wasn't even knocked out. So they are designed to be tough, and that that's the thing. But um, yeah, I just think you got to be honest. And I, look, I just go back to when I was playing, and and I was knocked out, I was dazed, but I was like, nah, I'm all right because I'm a stubborn. You know, I don't want to show weakness. That's the whole thing. You just got to put your brain and your body first because longevity in the game is more important than just the 80 minute game of 40 year old game of cricket. So, yeah. Spot on, mate. That's my well, thoughts, we'll Baz. Back up. to you, brother. Yeah, I like it, mate. Yep. We'll pick that up later on as well. That's really interesting thoughts there is. Uh, there's one quick text here as well from Aaron. Biggest problem now is everybody is bigger, stronger, and faster, but you can't make your head stronger. Good point. Aaron, it is 6.31 in the morning here on Baz Nizzy. For breakfast, it's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-seven minutes away from seven o'clock. Keep your messages coming in on double eight double three or the Kennards Higher phone line 0800 uh, the CTE concussion situation isn't going away. We will have many a conversation about it on this program here. I promise you that because you do wonder if Carl Heyman is the tip of the iceberg in New Zealand, and um, we'll hear well, we will hear more about it. But we'll we'll follow it and cover it best we can. Boys love racing. Dotians is your home for everything thoroughbred racing in New Zealand. Today they're racing at Otaki. And there's a dead five track and some nice races, actually, for the Central District's folk to get stuck into. Good luck if you're playing there. But I want to have a little focus on this weekend. Trudy said in her news, the draws come out for the IRT New Zealand Trotting Cup. Well, this weekend, we've got the 2000 Guineas. Group 1 racing back in New Zealand after a little spell. And here's are the draws. And straight away, no veer. The Savabil Colt for Tiakau, which Opie Bosson is getting down to 56.5 kegs to ride. So Opie must be fighting fit. Well, it got punched in in the market, $2.90 to $2.50. Well done if you played in futures markets, which I know some of you did, and got well over the odds about the Savabil Colt. He's going to start, yeah, probably even shorter than that, I'd imagine, knowing what happens with the algorithms and Tiakau. He'll get punched in. But there are a lot of chances in this market. It's always a good race. It's a it's the closest thing we've got to a stallion-making race in New Zealand. And there are a couple of colts. Mana Nui, the no-name-never colt for uh, Chad Ormsby. It's showed a lot of talent. Won two on the trot to start this preparation down in Hawke's Bay. And then just 
just didn't quite step up to the 1400s. So it's not a natural staying sire, no, nay, never. Last year, need I say more, out of the same stallion, just didn't quite get the trip either. Wakari for Royd and Burgesson won the Hawks Bay Guineas down there uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and that's right in the market. It's been very consistent, can get up on the pace and bowl along. Um, and I think it is underrated, to be honest. I think this horse has got a lot to show. I wish I win. A real talented runner for um, uh, Waikato Stud. This Make-A-Wish, uh, Savabil Cross has popped out some serious, serious uh, horse flesh that have been, and I think this horse was another very expensive purchase. So they didn't want to geld it, but they did, and it's been really consistent on the mark. No one would be surprised if I wish I win came into the placings. Meritable for China Horse Club, and Murray Baker and Andrew Forsman ran a huge race in the Sarton uh, a couple of weeks, or oh, two Mondays ago at Tarapa, and um, that was way over the odds in futures at $10, $2.90, a good each way chance. Novia, Dark Destroyer for Wexford, and Sam Weatherly ran a huge race at Tarapa in the in the um, uh, in the Sarton as well. Field of Gold for Pikey has been down south dominating, just got knocked off by Novia, but the blinkers go on and it kind of wobbled around when it got out front in the long Rickon straight last start. So the blinkers going on is a big one. Then you've got a couple of locals in Mackenzie Land Fireglow for the Pittmans and Caesar for Moroni Gerard. Uh, Gerard. So it's a great field. It's a very even field, but Novia is the $2.50 dominant favourite here and I can't wait. I love this race every year, Baz. It's a really good addition this year, I think, as well. Yeah, it is, absolutely. Interesting you say about I Wish I Win. So his his um, brother, I Wish I Win's full brother, uh, can't, the name escapes me at the moment. No Limits? No Limits was a $1.4 million um, yearling purchase from Karaka a few years ago. Now, I Wish I Win didn't actually go to the sale because it's not perfectly conformed. But there are no rules sometimes, right? And I Wish I Win has already in a short period of time fashioned a pretty good record. I think $12.350 is magnificent money with Craig Grills on, trained by Jamie Richards. Look, oh, that's that'll be getting my money in. I, granted, there's some very good horses in the race, and Novia, the, the favourite, is definitely one of those, as is Mananui and, and Waikari too. But I wish I went at $12, is, that is right in our wheelhouse, mm. my friend. 12 bucks. That is right. <laughs> in our I've backed Waikari. Waikari, me and my old man backed that. It's a good one. The one who went at one in Hastings. So I'm probably going to follow that in as well. And then I'll take you on that $12. I wish I win. I like that. I like that. Little all-tucky races. See, yesterday I... Sh- lads, obviously yesterday was a, a, another day to get back on the horse at the synthetic in Cambridge. But just baffles me that place like oh man i can't pick anything i can't pick anything at cambridge what is it about no, that place mate i just you are right it's a hard place to bet isn't it you, you are right as in and i just want to say because sometimes they ping off the front and you go oh you need to be on the pace mm. sometimes they go too hard in the middle stages and they lap them and then they they come from flying in the back and sometimes it's just horses are stopping everywhere one's going up the rail one's coming down oh. i know what you mean it is i haven't mastered it bears of you no not anywhere <laughs> near mastering it i had one winner there yesterday which was sir peter Vella's horse in the last i think it was oh, towards the back end of the card sorry top copy um so that paid pretty good money about 450 but outside of that it was a graveyard for me as well so yeah I, i've 
I agree with you there, Is It's a tough place to punt, but at least we've got the chance to punt. So that's a, that's yeah, a pretty good like thing. Yeah, we've got, we got the chance to punt. We've got the chance to punt, Bears. And, and I know it's a phenomenon in, in New Zealand having the synthetic. Like, it's great because obviously the conditions here are, are tough. But, um, yeah, like, obviously, will we, will we hint, we're probably not going to tend to, to go down the synthetic track with my courses. Like, we've got to have the, the real tracks out there. But what is it? Like, what, what is it about these synthetics that make it just unpredictable? Well, I think Louis made a couple of good points there, and on the back of those as well, what I would say is it's not a very big straight at Cambridge. So I think the the one that they're building at Rickerton is quite a bit bigger, uh, quite a bit longer straight. So oh, yeah. it can be quite a tight turning track. There can at times be a bit of kickback as well, which horses don't tend to like. Um, yeah, look, I, I think it's it's also still pretty new. I think everyone's just really getting used yeah. to the riding patterns because different jockeys appear to to strike the synthetic um, better than them than what they have on the turf. So, look, I think it's still mm. it's it's. We haven't got enough information yet to be able to know how to punt on that track. So, yeah, yeah. that's what we do have. He's a lotto. How good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing I am going to do next time, though, I ain't punting. Um, no way am I punting favourites when we get to the synthetic. Absolutely not. Go <laughs> wide, son. Go wide. Right. What do we got? We got the big time of the big time of the show coming up. Is a little bit of quizzy dag. Everyone get out there. If you want to take on the Ismaster, you could win yourself a $50 bonus bet with the TAB and have a crack at Oaks Day this afternoon. So give us a call on 0800 This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is, it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a bass. Louie, Trudy, cares and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies, cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811 now, give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. India's just won the smoked Afghanistan. 210, they set Afghanistan. And too good for them in the end. So they're back on the horse. Now it's time for Quizzy Dag. Here we go. Question number one. We're going to go to Tim from Christchurch. Good morning, Tim. Hey, how you going, boys? Yes, we're going great this morning, mate. Question number one. Who did Cristiano Ronaldo score two goals against in the Champions League yesterday? What team? Atlanta. There you go. He's on fire to get, get the quizzy rolling. Question number two. Where will the Black Ferns play their second test against England on Sunday? Um, Manchester. No. Sorry, Tim. See you again tomorrow, mate. David from Christchurch. Morning, guys. How are you? I'm good, David, I'm mate. Really... Here we go. Question number two. Where, where will the Black Ferns play their second test against England on Sunday? I'm not sure. I'll say Bristol. No. Sorry, David. Sorry about that. We're going to go to Richard. Morning, Richard. Hey, mate. Hey boys. There you go. Yeah, we're doing. 
God. Here he is. Where will the Black Ferns play their second test against England on Sunday? Uh, oh, I'll take a pluck. Leeds, mate. Oh, it's not Leeds. It's not Leeds. Sorry, mate. Tim from Mount Wellington. Morning. Good morning, it's, Tim. It's uh, Northampton. Northampton. It is Northampton. Well done, brother. Here we go. Question number three. Before yesterday, when was the last time the Atlanta Braves won the World Series? Five, uh, four, 2040? Three, two. No. Sorry, Tim. Simon in Auckland. There you go. There you go, mate. Good. We're going good. Before yesterday, when was the last time the Atlanta Braves won the World Series? Ninety-five. Yeah, it was ninety-five. Well done. Question number four: Which Penrith Panthers player was sacked after controversial Instagram post yesterday? Five. Oh, I didn't four. hear that. I'll just have a guess because that guy's been in a lot of trouble. Tyrone May. Yes, mate. That's a great guess. That was him, <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Question number five. <laughs> Question number five, mate. That $50 could be all yours to bet on the Oaks. Maybe go Daisy. It's a gnomon meant to be. Anyway, which wicketkeeper <laughs> has the most dismissals in New Zealand Test cricket history with 265? Ooh, I have a guess at BJ Watley. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry, brother. That was a Cracking quiz, mate. Congratulations. What are you going to go in, mate? 50 bucks. What are you thinking? Uh, I don't know, eh? Um, where, are the, where are the gallops today? Flemington again, eh? Otaki and Flemington today. Yeah, I haven't had a good look yet, to be fair. You've always got one at Flemington? <laughs> yeah, well, keep listening. We've got one later on. You don't want to miss cool. it. Yeah. Keep listening, brother. Baz has got a doozy for you, he reckons. I'm looking forward to nice that one. I've got it in my multi. <laughs> Good job. Well done. Congratulations, we'll, we'll, we'll try and give out a little tip later on, I reckon. Try and get everyone paid today, eh? On a Thursday. 6.51 in the morning. That was the Quizzy Dag brought to you by Ashley Martin. Not happy with your hair loss? Make today your turning point and search Ashley Martin online. Coming up is Trudy's World. We are coming up to the news at 7 o'clock this morning. But before we do that, oh, we got to get to this. And I feel like there's going to be a bit of heat thrown around today. It's Trudy's World. 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 What makes you think that, Louis? <laughs> <laughs> she just told me in the air break. No, it's the 4th of, uh, 4th of November today and talking Movember. What is that on your lip, Louis? It's like a cute little oh. wind. Can you see it on the camera's Ooh. voice? Probably not. <laughs> it's a slug. Nope. <laughs> this is not this, even zoomed is in. Is that four days it. growth? Awkward stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, four days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. You, you took a run up too, didn't you? You used oh. all of October too. <laughs> Mate, don't, don't leave September out. <laughs> it's unfair. <laughs>
I feel bad because we're fundraising for prostate cancer, testicular cancer, um, males, um, suicide prevention. So it's great. And what First you're doing time we've ever done it because, oh, really? because of the fact that it's so humiliating. But if ever a time, it's for SCNZ to get behind the Movember cause and you can go check out our fundraising campaigns. Izzy, are you still going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still going, mate. I'll, I'll send a photo to the group and I'll show you my four days growth. Let's talk I about can grow this it on group. my face, just couldn't grow it on my head. Can we talk about it's this group? Because you guys talk about this little private group all the time. Yeah, why aren't you on that? Yeah, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, Trudy. We should add Trudy into it. I know. I guess because so, I can't grow a mo. But yeah, this group, it's like, wait, what? You don't want to see what? some of the stuff Joe's posting in there, Trudy. <laughs> I, can, I can handle anything, honestly. Hey, talking hot, um, outer space has just got a little bit more delicious. Astronauts ab- aboard the International Space Station have been dining on space tacos with fresh chilli on top. They have grown veggies in space. Chilli, so I think that's quite wow. cool. Isn't that nice? Um, and I thought I'd talk to you again, talking hot, boom. Are you guys into the fireworks thing? Because it's Guy Fawkes this Friday. A day where we celebrate some random dude trying, <laughs> he's taking a photo of his mo- um trying to blow up the British Houses of Parliament back in the year 1500 and something. And it's, is it a yeah or nah? I mean, I know you can't, Baz, you're an MIQ, little, little, little double happy off. I'm in a the nah bathroom. anyway, because um, the animals, you know. Exactly. I'm a nah. Yeah, I figured that with the horses. Yeah. What about you, Is? Yeah. I'm probably the same. I'm probably the same, but uh, they're boring now. Anyway, the guy mm. folks we've got these days, the boom boxes aren't the same, mate. I mean, what are the other ones called? Yeah, bad boy. Bad They're boy. All the best ones. The best ones are gone. So nah, I'm a pass on that, Trudes. What about you, young ones? Kids, Joe, you into fireworks? Are you going to do a display at home over the weekend? I mean, who doesn't love fireworks? If you grew up as a New Zealand <laughs> kid the in the neighbourhoods, <laughs> you know, it's just I don't know. It feels nostalgic from the childhood. You know, I feel like fireworks. It's good. Yeah, yeah I'm going to let a few off. Uh, I'm going to be Harry Potter. It'll be good. He's dressing up. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween was last week, Joe. <laughs> 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 oh dear! Yeah, so oh. that's it. What I, about you, Trees? Nah, you're a nah. Oh, I'm I'm a nah because I've got a couple of little kittens, but my sons want to let some off, so I bought a small box. So yeah. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. I love that. The growing veggies in space. A bit of fireworks chat. Oh, I love Trudy's world. It's one of my favourite <laughs> parts. And you could be a part of the group, Trudy. You could be a part of the lads group. Make sure you add add them, Joe. Add them. Add Trudy into the Trudy. Uh, let's show you anyway. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Thursday the 4th of November. It's just after 7 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Great news, Trudy. Kiwi rally ace Emma Gilmore. She's uh, racing for McLaren Racing in the drive. She's driving full time in the Extreme E as a global championship that tackles climate change and gender diversity during its all-electric SUVs off-road race series. So looking forward to delving into that. Well done, Emma. Emma Gilmore riding, racing for McLaren Racing. They're a big outfit as well. So congratulations there, Emma Gilmore. We'll delve into that a bit more throughout the day, I'm pretty sure. Uh, coming up on the show, we've got uh, Reed Princip. He is the captain for the Canterbury NPC side. They've endured some unprecedented times as of late, but over the weekend they grinded out a crucial win over arch-rivals Tasman. This week, they face Bayer Plenty and will uh, win, will secure them a spot in the Premiership semi-finals. Skipper Reed Princip will join us this morning, and they're really looking forward to this. Just after 8 o'clock, we're going to chat. We're going to chat to the next Prime Minister-elect, the People's Person, the one and only Stephen Flem Fujitsu Fleming. 
finest. He is one of the finest to go around. Oh, the great Kiwi man is Stephen Fleming. So looking forward to chatting to him just after eight. Then we're going to chat to Mark Purden later on the show about eight forty-ish as we count down to New Zealand Cup week. Four days out. We are four days out to New Zealand Cup week. The racing just keeps on giving. Maybe the bank account will get a rest soon, but that's okay. We love it. It's all good. Um, yep, Mark Purden rode self-assured last year, and that was a great ride from Mark Purden as it steamed home to win the New Zealand Cup. He's driven six cups winners. Driven, I said road. He's driven six six cup winners throughout his career, so he knows what it takes to win the New Zealand Cup. So look forward to chatting to Mark Purden later on. But right now, right now, we're going to chat some baseball very, very shortly as we got a text message coming through. Morning team, World Series champ. I told you, back the Braves. What a final series. Chop on. That is from Lance and Papa Mo. I told you, Lance. I'll read out my little intro ahead. World Series of Baseball has been decided, so Lance from Papa Moa will be right up and about after his Atlanta Braves cruised home to seal the series 4-2 over Houston Astros. And we're going to get Enol Saris on. He is a baseball writer for The Athletic later on in the show, and we're going to delve into that a bit more. But well done, Lance, mate. Give us a call, Lance. Give us a call, 0800-150811, and we'll chew the fat, mate, because I know you're pumped about that. Great, great news for Atlanta Braves fans and MLB fans alike. So looking forward to chatting to you, Lance. But anyway, keep those texts coming through on double eight double three about anything you want to chew the fat with. Baz has got a picker. He's got a winner for later in the day. He spoke about it off the air, and he wants to just, you know, just keep your... Sitting in your chairs, just waiting, waiting. And I think about, what, 8.46-ish? You're going to bang them? You're going to bang them with that tip? What do you reckon, Bears? Moa, have you got one of these caps that I've got? Apparently it's <laughs> an Atlanta Braves cap. Do you got one? <laughs> yeah, didn't think so. I got one. <laughs> uh, oh. hey, should we just talk a little bit about that um, that WhatsApp group? So. I feel bad that we haven't actually had um, Trudy on that group from the get-go. Apologies, Trudes. There's a couple of questionable things put on there by... Oh, honestly, I have three sons. There's nothing that I haven't seen. But I just, I'm waiting for the little notification and it hasn't I don't know about that. I'm just like, keep refreshing my page on my phone and it's like... Well, Louis on admin. He's on the admin, so you know who to... Well, I just took the mickey out of his mo, so he's not going to add me, so he's out. Yeah. I just that's right. That's right in the wheelhouse of the group. I'll add you to my California girls group if you put me into the out. No, actually, what? Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. Wow. Trudy, right? what's in there? Quick pro quo. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, when I found out about the group, you guys talk about it quite a lot, and it's just like, well, how do you think crickets? we plan the show? Like, we, you know, there's got to be, we there's, there's got to be some form of communication. Although I'm sure sometimes we the plan last... the show for five minutes, and then we're like, what about that horse? What about that run from J Mac? <laughs> Well, I've downloaded the TAB app now, so I need some tips. I haven't placed right. my first bet yet. Anyway. Okay, well, we'll run a poll in the group. Gender to see equality, <laughs> guys. Yeah, no. Can be our cho- in the group. Poll, Come it? on. Thanks, Baz. Right, Baz's the hard yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's the leader of the group. Yeah. Put her in. Come Put on. her in, I reckon. All Put right. I've seen you something from yeah. the California girls. I won't be writing right anything. Put her in. <laughs> I want, you won't hear from me. <laughs> uh, no. Come on. 
Let's get let's keep this we got show a caller. on track. Exactly. Bye. We got a caller. We got a caller actually, Bears. We got Lance from Papa Mole and he wants to celebrate his Braves winning uh yesterday when they beat Houston Astros. Good morning, Lance. Morning. How are you doing? How are we doing? World Series champs, I told you. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> you sound a bit husky, mate. You've been celebrating, have oh, you? Yeah. How good? Yeah, a, little, a little bit celebrating last night with a few beers and a cigar. You know how it is? Yeah. Oh, cigar. Beautiful, mate. Mate, that was, um, that was a pretty impressive uh, game they had yesterday. Obviously, 7-0 over the Houston Astros, mate. What did you put that down to? So everything just seemed to fall their way. Uh, yeah, I think everyone just finally showed up, you know, and they just really wanted to win. I think for everyone, and the, the manager's been with the club for like 45 years, and just it was for everyone, really. And, the, and Atlanta as well. Everyone back in Atlanta. Mate, at the start of the season, obviously didn't start relatively well. They, they lost a few uh, vital key injuries throughout their squad as well, so... But you're a die-hard Atlanta's fans, Atlanta Braves fan. Did you see this coming at the start of the season? Did you have any hope? Definitely had hope. Um, I, they pretty much make the finals just about every year, so it's just. But it was pretty rough there in the middle year. We were like under 500 for the season. Lost our main Acuna Junior, which like almost destroyed the team. But then. Um, the general manager made some great trades to get in the, an awesome outfield, which pretty much came through in the in the final series. How does Lance from Papamoa support be a die-hard Atlanta Braves fan? <laughs> it comes from um, actually my, my older brother. He's more die-hard than me, but he um, from back in the nineties when we when first, when Sky first uh, came to New Zealand, um, the Braves were kind of the team that everyone wanted to beat. So he was kind of skipping school watching the Braves play uh, and watching Sky, you know. So since then, we've, we've had one World Series in 95, and then it's now been 26 years. So it's just, nice. yeah, amazing. What a feeling, what a feeling. Wow, mate, you're, you're, you know what, Lance, you're our, you're our baseball expert right now. You're staying right on the line. Where does Freddie Freeman stand amongst the great Braves player, mate? Where does Freddie Freeman stand? Oh, he's definitely up there. He's he's got to be one of the top. Well, you got to think like there's a few pitches. There's about three pitches, and then there's a couple of there's Hank Aaron, Chipper Jones. Um, yeah, he's up. He's up there with him. He's definitely up there. Now we just got to keep him though. He's he's going to be a free agent, and we just got to give him whatever he wants. I think. Well, they well, get paid, don't they? Wow. What about that Billy Bean fella? He's he's part of that Atlanta Braves, isn't he? Excuse my naivety. I'm not great on the baseball, but uh, no, he was part of the um, the Oakland Athletics. I mean, I'm not sure who oh, he's with you. anymore. But oh. do you like that stat stuff, or you like them to just play free? Uh, the stats is pretty. It's it's pretty good. The stats. It's similar to like a cricket. I guess liking all the stats with cricket. It's just yeah. Same with baseball. Yeah, good. Mate, what were, what do you, do you know what the Atlanta Braves were, were playing? What, what were the Atlanta Braves playing at the start of the season to win this World Series? Did you get on? Surely you followed them in and made a bit. Uh, I didn't get on, but I, I think they were paying quite a bit because um, their, oh. their team didn't look that great on paper, but 
it's just, yeah, a lot of heart come through. So, amazing. I'm still just, yeah, I can't even believe it just about. <laughs> what, what does Lance from Papamoa do for a job? What are you doing today, mate, other than nursing a cigar? Uh, I'm a sign writer. Sign writer. Sign writer. So, yeah, wrap cars and make signs and, yeah, Rutherford signs really? and Tauranga, that's the one. Ooh, good man, good man. There you go. Awesome. Awesome, Lance, mate. Really appreciate your, your text message coming through. I've been thinking about you for the last couple of days, knowing that your Atlanta Braves were back close. So uh, <laughs> congratulations and uh, celebrate hard. And what, what's your business called? Rutherford Sign Riding. Go support local. Rutherford, Rutherford Cheers, guys. Have an awesome day. Yeah, see you. Awesome. See you, Lance. Awesome, brother. Thank you. Cheers, Lance. Nice, nice. That's good from you, is good. Hey, good little relation, good little relationship there with Lance, haven't you? Good stuff. Well, well, I just remember his messages coming. We we spoke we spoke about baseball quite a quite a bit on the show. We had the Dodgers, the Yankees, yeah, all the big star you know teams been spoken about. Hey, eh, Louis, and so we've had a we've had a fair few throughout the show. And Lance always messages me. boys. <laughs> yeah, chop on. Atlanta Braves, they're going to win it. And this was ages ago, and they've won it. So, got to celebrate Lance from Papa Moa. How good. Yeah. And we're sorry, hey, boys. You fellas, are, you just... fellas stitched me up, too, with that. <laughs> I asked you off air about that Billy Bean fella, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I got asked. No, Lance, we said, like, no, we, they said he played from part of the country, age. mate. How good's, <laughs> how good's Brad Pitt in the movie, though? What a film. <laughs> Yeah, one nil to you fellas, eh? No it, worries. It's a good oh. show. Well, look, it's all right, Baz. We've had it back. We, we're just trying to get our boy Eno Saris out of the states, and we're just having some uh, issues. But he's he's not far away. Hopefully, with any luck this time. Um, but yeah, no, I was quite impressed that you even knew who Billy Bean was. Do you love that? Do you like the money ball money ball story? Do you? Uh, well, hmm, this might be something we talk to Flem about when we get him on later on because I'm a bit more old school. Not unlike. Um, the big fella, the old boy Stephen Fleming, a little bit more old school that stuff. I think stats and that have a place, but I think mm. you can be paralysed by the stats and you can dress them up however which way you want. And I think sometimes you can lose your feel of a game if you're so weighted towards a matchup or a statistical element. So I appreciate the Billy Bean scenario and putting together a roster. I think is really good um, because you can get a, a similar type of player for a whole lot whole lot less money. Um, but when it comes to in-game stuff, I prefer to have my players in particular be a little bit more play what they feel, be where their, be where their feet are, you know? So that's a, just... So you're not an, an analytics guy. Have did you have um, did you have analytics? I don't want to spoil the convo with Flynn, but do you have kind of uh, sports scientists or no well, analytics team members yeah. in, for your Kolkata side? Yeah, 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 we got heaps, mate. Yeah, we got a whole backroom programming um, system set up. We have all our computer stuff where we go through all the footage and data and everything leading into games, try and pick up trends and weaknesses of oppositions, etc. And then you've got matchups which are based on algorithms and that as well, um, statistical matchups. Um, and then you've got two analysts who are sitting with you in the dugout as well, so there's real time stuff. But look, oh, I appreciate some guys like it. As a head coach, um, I've got to provide the resource. Um, but my message to the boys is constantly, like, you've got to own it. Don't rely on it too much. Use it as a resource, yeah. but you have to own it. So you have to be present in the moment 
and have your skills uh, reflect what needs to be done in that in that point in time. So, because the other thing as well, I think matchups yeah. can actually be a little bit dangerous. For instance, statistically, people might say, right, a right arm off spinner can't bowl to a right handed batter. But then if you mm. go, hang on, there's actually a big boundary out to the league side. The wicket's just stopping a little bit, and they need to score at 12 and over, so they're going to take a risk. So therefore, you you kind of your matchup actually becomes favourable for the right arm off spinner. So you just got to be real careful with just tr- just trusting the the data, so to speak. It's got a place, but yeah. yeah, you still need the human touch. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Bears. I agree with you there because um, you know, like obviously same with rugby. Rugby's got a lot of data, a lot of video footage, a lot of things like that, and 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 it's using it to to what you get out of it, but the reality is that the the match and everything is moving so quick, you do not want to lose sight of your instinctual abilities and, and being able to play instinct kind of, of of sport and being able to react to different scenarios that are unexpected. But but the footage can help with those what ifs, you know, uh, the way people, teams, their, their patterns, getting an understanding of, of how people kick so you can attack their right leg, probably how people bowl. But, yeah, I was, I was a bit probably, I used it a wee bit, but I never really want to lose sight of my instinctual abilities, which I feel was what got me to, to where I was able to get to. And um, so I relied heavily on those things, but I used a little bit of analysis just to give me a wee bit and give me a bit more of an understanding of why we're trying to do the things that we're doing. So I like it, mate. There's a lot of um, data and there's a lot of scientific people out there and analysis and people behind them in the backgrounds they do great work and they do help but you just yeah you want to you don't want to lose sight so, of that instinctual place as well so there, there was actually a study done which should um was based on chess players and and you know how you've got um computer programmed uh chess um systems so in the in that study it was um so a human would play against a um uh, a computer the computer would win but then yep. uh, when you played the computer against a human and a, and a computer in a combined combination, then the computer and the human would be good enough to be able to beat the algorithm or the, or the um, system of the computer, if that makes any sense, if you followed, if you stuck with me on that explanation. So the, the idea being that analytics data combined with real-time flair um, instinct and and uh, the personal uh, human side of it yeah. is a better combination, so that's that's mm. why we try and try and use it. I'm just slightly more weighted towards the human element than than some coaches oh, who same, are maybe mate. slightly more weighted towards the the statistical stuff. So we'll, yeah, we'll, get, we'll, we'll ask for that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. What are we? We're not going to get, unfortunately, you know, Saris out of the uh, the states because the line's a bit scratchy. Maybe there's, maybe there's something else going on. Anyway, um, it is, what are we, is 7.20 in the morning, 7.19 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy. For breakfast, we've got uh, plenty more coming up after this. Big thanks to Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. All right, we're 25 minutes past 7 o'clock now on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Great to catch up with Lance from Papamoa. He is our official baseball correspondent. And uh, Baz has done well to redeem himself there after the, the Billy, brave Billy Bean blunder. Love from Pistol. Thanks, Pistol. That's good, Baz. There you go. You've got the baseball fans all stirred up, mate. Good stuff. 
Yeah, thanks, mate. I appreciate that pistol. I think that's... Is that a sort of backhanded compliment to a degree? <laughs> I think it's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> it's a compliment? Okay. Thanks, Pistol. Love from Pistol. pistol. What a name. Love. What a great name. <laughs> pistol. Pistol Pete. <laughs> He's got to be Pete, doesn't he? Yeah. Pistol. Give us a... Pistol, give us a call on the Kennard's High phone line, 0800 Tell us how you got your nickname. That would be great. I'd love to know. Yeah, Pistol. Actually, send us some messages as well. Double eight, double three. Some of the best nicknames you've heard. Mattress is quite a good one. A bit soft. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've <laughs> got, got this text here. Is I want I want to hit you up on Alexa. Play what's this? Play boys to men. Hard to say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> is he on both ropeable and sad to hear the Crusaders haven't offered Luke Romana a new contract for twenty twenty? Who, how is this possible? He's an absolute mm. champion of Canterbury rugby. Heard a few years ago in an interview that he had no interest in leaving Christchurch. Who's that from? Sorry, I can't read the bottom of that. Paddy. It's from Paddy and Christchurch. Paddy. And, um, yeah, what's your take on yeah. that? Is? Um, look, he is a big, he is a big, big time player. And this year he's playing outstanding. And um, yeah, he deserves to play Super Rugby for sure. He has got so much experience, All Blacks experience, been in Super Rugby, won titles. There's talks he's potentially going to the Blues. For me, that doesn't look like a viable option. He is Christchurch born and born. Um, look, I know he's been in the Crusaders environment for, for a very long time and uh, probably hasn't got the opportunities that he was probably hoping when the uh, the new setup come along. And, and there's a lot of young guys in there. You've got um, Mitchell Dunshay, Sammy Whitelock, Scott Barrett, Quinton Strange. So something's got to give, and I think he's just been called out. He hasn't been able to uh, cement a spot in there, but then you look at how he's playing for Canterbury at the moment. He's playing outstanding. He is probably the form lock in the minor team, uh, in the Bunnings NPC at the moment. So if he does potentially get an opportunity at the Blues, I could see it coming through, but knowing Lukey, he doesn't want to leave. The only reason... Um, like he spoke about it here. I heard a few years ago in an interview that he had no interest in leaving Christchurch. He doesn't want to leave Christchurch. He's got his family here. He's got his hunting business here. He's got a business. He's got farms here as well, which is quite um, intriguing with the current situation of the borders. His whole business is reliant on, on overseas clients coming over and, and doing the hunting kind of blocks. But at the moment, with the borders shut. It's, it's not having to come through. So... Um, look, it's an interesting one, but I just can't see him going the Blues. Luke Romano in Auckland just doesn't fit, just doesn't come together. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I just can't see that actually happening. No matter what Leon McDonald throws at him, I just can't see it happening um, for it's Luke gonna Romano. Affect your, but, um, it's going to affect your cattle farming. Nah, nah, I'm going out of my own, mate. I've gone out of my own. I've, I've got six cows here. Um, I've got six cows here, bears, and they're mooing away in the paddock here. They've got a lot of tucker. So I've got a, um, they're, they're half Frisian and they're half steers. So there you go. You like that? Yeah, that's <laughs> so, great. So that's fabulous. <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of figured out what Lukey was up to. So Lukey, I went to Lukey. I said, "Mate, I want to get some cows." He's like, "Yeah, sweet as. I'll help you." I'll get half and you get half. He's, I was like, yeah, yeah, sweet ears, sweet ears. And then I kind of figured out he was just using my grass. He was just <laughs> using me for my grass. And then I kind of figured out hunting's not actually that hard. I mean, hunting, farming's not that hard. You know, you just got to give him well, a, a bit of grass. Well, it's a form of hunting as well. It's just a, it's a, it's a long-winded <laughs> hunt. 
<laughs> and then he, you know, give him a bit of grass and then drench them towards the end. But no. Um, so I'm going out on my own. I've got some cows here and I'm, I'm chipping away. But yeah, I, I can see Lukey playing Super Rugby and it's it's obviously not going to be here, which is a sad, sad loss for, for Canterbury. He'll go down one of the greats. So um, be interesting to see what happens from this. I know there's a lot of t- talks with the Blues, but for me, I just can't see it happening. He is a Christchurch man. His family's here. He's got his business here. I think once those borders open up, whenever that is going to happen, don't get it started on that because I know Baz will be spewing. Whenever that happens, it happens. But, um, yeah, he's still got a lot of left, juice left in his legs no matter what. But, anyway, that's enough of Lukey. We'll come back shortly. We've got Reed Princep. Maybe he can delve into it a bit more. Reed Princep, he's the captain of Canterbury, and he's going to you know, fill us in on Luke Romano, Mitchell Drummond. They're playing outstanding at the moment. And maybe give us a bit of feedback. What he sees coming from Luke Romano in the coming times. But right now, here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're 27 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Reed Princip not far away. And then the next hour, Flem and Mark Purden, the genius who is Mark Purden. If you're a harness racing fan, you want to listen to that one. Hey, boys, one for Flem maybe a bit later on. I picked up this morning. A great story about Sport New Zealand, and they had warned the government that managed isolation and the process that we're running at the moment with quarantine, that, Baz, you are currently um, testing out, is going to have a lasting (laughs) and negative impact on some sports and athletes. So maybe not the sports like cricket and rugby, but they they submitted, and this is back in August they did it, so... That's a long time ago, and I think it's only the situation's only worsened for smaller sports. Uh, one would be badminton, triathlon, and surfing. They spoke to stuff. Spoke to Paige Harrop, who's a great Kiwi who wants to be out there competing in the world surfing stage, but because she hasn't got lucky in the lottery, hasn't been able to go and know she can come home. And uh, Sport New Zealand saying essentially the mid-sized sports they don't meet the thresholds for MIQ support or major events that would enable teams to compete internationally, so they are missing out. And can we? The resolution would be: can we have a sport-specific MIQ facility that, on chartered flights, athletes returning home that are double vaxxed with negative tests could go into at a bit more of an accommodatable time and and place? And that was August. The story says. So that's really interesting. There's nothing more that I've heard about that. But again, more pressure on the government to help Kiwi athletes achieve their goals. And in the Champions League, just do a quick update of some games going on right now. Real Madrid and Shakhtar Donetsk are won all at halftime. Porto is up 1-0 on AC Milan and later on Liverpool Atletico at 9am as well as uh, a few other great games including Dortmund, Ajax and PSG, RB Leipzig and City play as well. So that's what's happening in the football world out there but Baz you've got the text machine in a fury about some of the great nicknames. Amazing some of the random things that just you guys really love eh? Just love it. I'm going to get to those nicknames in a sec and get through some of these texts. But that, I know I'm currently in MIQ, so it's a little bit. But you shouldn't have to worry about it in time. You literally shouldn't have to worry about it. If you're double vaccinated, you test negative before you come through two negative tests, you test negative on arrival. There's more COVID in New Zealand than there is out there. The vaccination rates around the world now are just uh, increasing, especially if you come from a green zone. If you come from a red zone, it's a bit different. 
you shouldn't need to even worry about isolation. So I completely understand why some of those athletes that you're talking about, because you're also going to pay a cost. And a lot of those athletes that you're referring to there, Louis, in that, in that update, they don't actually earn money from their sport. They do it for the love of it. So they go overseas Bingo. to compete for New Zealand, but they're not getting paid. So then they've got to come back and pay $3,100 to stay in a, a hotel that they have no choice on and not leave their room and then potentially affect their ability to train for events down the line. So I, I completely understand the frustration from some of them. Um, look, let's just hope in time you don't even need isolation. Uh, MIQ, maybe you just use the MIQ for those who actually have COVID. There's an idea. But let's get onto these um, onto these texts anyway. Izzy, you have no idea. Half Frisian, half stare. <laughs> Does half a stare only have one nut? Tim. <laughs> It's a Frisian stare, mate, to me. I was just having you on. Seeing if you're awake, bud. Seeing if you're awake and you were right awake. So well done. There's another one. My uh, nickname is Fester, given to me by Mattress, my brother, and Greg Todd, who also used to play with that. That's from Anthony. I'm guessing that's Anthony Bullock. I'm not tight. Oh, oh, I don't know. Give us some more detail on that one, Anthony, please. If it's if it's for radio, it might not be for radio actually. Um, what's what's the one underneath there is? Oh, that is a good. I've been giggling about this for a wee while. I heard on a rival radio station of a bloke called Keith. Now Keith lost an eye in some sort of accident, so after that his nickname was Keith. Cheers, Rob. They took out the eye and made it Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading that off the side and I've been trying not to lose the plot on air. That is the best one. That is wrong. It took out the eye and his nickname's Keith. Oh, one of the greats. One of the greats, man, Rob. You're a champion. Where are you from, Rob? Send us it. Oh, another one, the text Another one. Yeah, that's the text of the week. That was good, man. Hi, guys. Davo here. Can you get Baz to tell the story of Phil Tuffman and how he got the nickname Cat? Oh, Dave. Dave. Well, Dave. the version that he that he has for um, public is that it's because he sleeps a lot. But there's another. I think there's another story there which I probably can't say. Um, i tell you what. We'll get him on one time again. He's already been on the show. We'll get him on again, and we'll get the cat to tell us exactly how he got the nickname. Because I don't want to reveal that, otherwise, you know. Yeah, no, I'll let him do that. <laughs> it's a good story, though. <laughs> yep, oh, Pistol Keep Pete. them coming, keep them coming. Keep them oh, coming, this... the nicknames. Yep, Pistol Pete was quick. Oh, oh, I'm not sure I can say that either. Jeez, you guys have got filthy minds on a Thursday. <laughs> 7.38 in the morning, and you're straight to the gutter. Crikey, clean it up. <laughs> Keith. Yeah. That's fantastic. Keith. That was the best. That was the best <laughs> one, Bears. Keep those texts coming through with your nicknames. I've got one here from my brother in law. He calls me Sis. So he's come through with Sister. That's not my nickname, Sis. Anyway, um, coming up, we've got Reed Princep, the Canterbury captain, and he's going to tell us about their season so far, getting the win, getting back on the horse. Uh, so far when they beat Tasman the other day. They're facing Bar Plenty on the weekend and a must win if they win that. They're in the semi-finals for the Premiership 
champion uh, premiership final. So looking forward to chatting to Reed Prince. If you've got any questions for Reed, flick us a text on double eight double three. But also keep those texts coming through with nicknames. They were so good. We'll be back with Keith after show we break. <laughs> Gee, the Saturday session go all right. Snake, McCarty, and Harry Jav. There's a couple of good nicknames there. Keep them rolling in, double eight, double three, or give us a call on the Kennard's Tire phone line, 0800 150 811, if, if they are for ear. <laughs> Is he? You pulled yourself together yet? <laughs> well, I'm just reading Jim from Tamuka's one, and he's, he's coming with an absolute gem. Oh, I can't stop giggling. But anyway, <laughs> Reed the Torpedo is on the line, and uh, <clears throat> someone's come through and, and given us a wee nickname for Reed Princep. Reedo the Torpedo. How good is that? Here we go, Reed Princep. It's a position Canterbury haven't found themselves in a lot over the last few decades of NPC, but this weekend it very much is a must-win for the Red and Black Hoops when they face Bay of Plenty, who are alongside Tasman, bringing de- breathing down their necks for a spot in the Premiership semi-finals. It was a much-needed win against Tasman. Very impressive win, I must say, against Tasman on Friday night. But the pressure certainly doesn't come off. Reed Princep is the skipper for Canterbury, and he joins the show now. Rito, the Torpedo. Good morning, brother. Good morning, Iz. How are we going? Going well, mate. Going well. Must be uh, a, a better week this week. Obviously, coming off a very impressive win against a, a Tasman outfit, which, you've got to be honest, you've had the rub of the green over the last couple of years. Uh, so you must be pretty happy this week. Absolutely, it's nice rolling in on a on a Monday morning, coming off a win. Um, yeah, it's always uh, boys are always a bit down first thing if it's coming off a loss. So um, uh, it's a good start to the week. Um, we're building nicely for this one, mate. You, you haven't been too far off. Let's be honest. You've you've won a couple in the dying stages. Oh, you've lost a couple in the dying stages. I must say, over the last couple of weeks, uh, Wellington in particular. And then Otago as well. So you've been in those games. What was the difference from those games to Tasman um, uh, performance that you can pinpoint being able to get over the line and get the result in the end? I suppose those those two games we um, like had really good patches and then just fell off the pace. And you know, particularly mm. I think it was the second half of both of them. Um, discipline let us down. Um, both of them, you know. Their kickers, or they get the shots to go, or plug the corners, and um, their forwards go to work. So, um, you know, this one still wasn't perfect in the weekend, but um, you know, we got the momentum rolling in that second half, and um, you know, Romano scored that freakish try in the mm. corner, and um, you know, it was just I suppose getting the right side of the you know rub of the green, which was uh, which was pleasing. Well, you spoke about Romano. We're going to touch on that a bit shortly. But he spoke about that moment, that set piece. And, and I thought the on the weekend your set piece was very, very impressive, very dominant. Um, so you must be pretty pleased with that. But talk us through that try, mate. He tries to tell me post-match it was planned. It was all part of it. Oli Jaeger knew what he was doing. Was that planned move? And, you know, did, did it surprise you that it come off? Um, well, it was definitely a planned move, and it was, Hundred percent, Cobus's idea. Uh, <laughs> I always thought the ball was going to go to the, the prop, but um, Romano thought otherwise and went for the corner. And you know, he was pretty stoked just to see Minch Hutton there, and uh, he's able to run over the top of him. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very impressive, mate. Let's talk about Luki Romano. How impressed have you been with him? Like a guy that's been around for so long. 
so much experience. He's so physical, but he's actually got a, a big ton of work ethic about him as well. He's getting off the ground, getting back-to-back carries, back-to-back tackles. How important is he to your campaign, mate? Yeah, he's massive. Um, you know, it's not just the work he um, does on game day. He's um, you know a massive help for the young guys coming through. He's always there, and, you know, willing to lend advice and help them out in whatever part of the game it is. Um, and obviously, like you said, his work on the field is um, top rate. You know, he's been there, done that um, at the top level, and. Um, tell you what, he's not quite like that on a Monday, on a Monday morning, but um, <laughs> he's um, been awesome for us game day. He's um, great to have in the team. Uh, Reed is Baz here, mate. Our, our uh, listeners out there have really got on a bit of a heater with some nicknames, and I noticed that um, Izzy introduced you as Rito the Torpedo. Do you, do, you, do you care to go, maybe give us a bit of an insight into that? Oh, geez, there was... Um... <laughs> I don't know, my first Hotmail account, I don't know how, how old I was, but yeah, end up at Rito the Torpedo at Hotmail.com. Um, the guys that knew me then, obviously that stuck around and <laughs> not sure who it was, but let you know. <laughs> uh, what about in the side? You've got some good characters in and amongst you, in and amongst the, the, uh, the team, some, some fellas which just you know, keep the spirits high constantly. Yeah, there's plenty of them. Um, Oli Yeager, he's definitely uh, well, something else, to be honest. They're a good crew. They've got a good chat. Um, bring good laughs. Daniel Nielet Brown, he's a he's a classic one. So uh, keeping the spirits up. Um, oh, Romano's always good for a laugh. Um, he's a, but he's some good characters in the game, which is awesome. But um, <laughs> certainly adds to the team environment. And, and I dare you, you should be able to you know, back me up on that. There's some good guys in the game in there. Yeah, mate. There's some champions. Kovas, yeah, you're right. He would have been out hunting all Sunday, so he'd be a tired old thing <laughs> come Monday, mate. So I can understand why he offers absolutely nothing throughout the week. He's a tired old human. But, um, mate, let's talk about this uh, this this weekend. You're up against Bar Plenty. You're still in this. You're still in this. You've got an opportunity to, to go and, and, and get the job done on the weekend. You make the semifinals, mate. So uh, for you yeah. coming to Saturday, what do you need to do to be able to back to uh, get a back-to-back win and hopefully get a position in that semi-final of the Premiership? Uh, for us, this is this is quarter-final week. Um, you know, we're not looking any further than uh, this Saturday. Um, that's been our mm-hmm. mindset, um, you know, from Monday onwards. Um, so you know, I guess for us, when we've been at our best, uh, playing off that set piece. Is um, been been going well, and then I think I talked to you about after the game, just playing with freedom, uh, guys backing themselves, yeah. having that confidence, the belief. Um, you know, when we're playing like that, I feel like we're unstoppable. Like guys out wide getting that offloading game going. Um, there's that try against Otago. Um, you know, almost went the full field offloads, um, sticking um, mm. guys running into space. Um, that type of game, as I feel, when we're at our best. And like I said, we can go back to that set piece and get some dominance there. But for us, yeah, playing with freedom and just believing in ourselves is going to be the key this weekend. Yeah, nice, mate. Well, I saw a bit of that on the weekend as well against Tasman. I was very, very impressed, mate, and, and happy for you to get back on the horse, as they say. So congratulations and uh, go well this weekend, mate. Go well in your quarterfinal up against Bay Plenty. I'll be there calling it from the sidelines. So no doubt we've got a happy Reed Prince set post-match. All the best, Reed. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers, David.
Well, there you go. That's Reed Princip. He is uh, Rito at the torpedo at hotmail.com if you want to flick him an email and uh, give him your best wishes. Rito the torpedo. Cobus, the big teddy bear. Some nicknames to go around. Oh, he's an absolute champ here, Rito. We're going to shoot off. We'll be back shortly in a bit of pacing for purpose. We've got a few nicknames coming through on the on the text slide too. We'll get to those very shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yes, you are. We're coming up to the news very shortly. The Ken Atai phone line is there, 0800 150 Some of the great nicknames. Go on, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. But it's time to pace for purpose for hrnz.co.nz. Get Nasser on the phone. He is in another orbit. Lazarus does it again. SNZ is pacing for purpose. Thanks to Harness Racing New Zealand. That's right, pacing for purpose. Race six tomorrow night at Alexandra Park. Well, we'll have a crack at the very consistent trotting mare, Emma Frost. Should be getting some nice odds to use for from her great draw, and she should dominate. Temporal, the big threat, but hoping we get we can get our, our way fast and we can hold him out. There we go, Louis, pacing for purpose. Get on. Yeah, thank you, Baz, for the Child Cancer Foundation, of course. Live the dream, harnessracing.hrnz.co.nz for all of that. And uh, the draws are out for Cup Week, which we can talk to Mark Purden about, coming up in the next hour, Baz. Yeah, look forward to talking to Mark Purden, actually. Um, he's obviously, well, he had 12 months out, wasn't it? About 12 months, him and Natalie Rasmussen, where they sort of stepped away from the game after being just absolutely dominant across the sport. But now back into it and uh yeah look here they're going to be they're going to be right front and center when it comes to cup week no doubt so looking forward to talking to mark purden before we get off to the news let's rip through just one or two more of these um these here heard this on the radio a bloke who had one leg longer than the other and walked with the limp he was called the sniper's nightmare that's from jim from tamuka Oh, oh that's good. That's good. Sniper's oh. nightmare. All right, we're coming up 8 o'clock in the morning. On the other side, we've got Stephen Fleming. We're off to track down some McCafe coffees. And it means that it's time for Trudy with the news. For Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It's Thursday the 4th of November, it's just after 8 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Listening to Trudy's News, another Powerball winner. There's been two since that 40 odd million dollars was struck in Porniko the other week. And there's been two, six and a half million and another one last night. Gutted, didn't even have a chance but mate. You got no chance of winning that thing. Oh, I was going to say something, but no, nah, it's not appropriate for the show. Anyway, it's okay. We've got a good show coming up. Good show coming up. We're going to cross over to Flemo Fujitsu's finest, and he's going to chat about well, anything really. Can't wait to chat to Flemo. We've also had Reed Princip on, and he is the Canterbury NPC skipper, and he touched on why he is called Rito the Torpedo at hotmail.com. And we also spoke about. Uh, Luke Romano, Luke Romano, how impressive he has been and their kind of changes, what what they had to change to get over the line on the weekend against Tasman and then obviously facing Bayer Plenty this Saturday to, for hopefully a shot in the Premiership semi-final. It is their quarter-final this week. Great to chat to Reed Princip. 
We also sp- spoke to Lance from Papa Ma. He is a uh, Atlanta Braves fan, and he loves it. He's been pumping them up all all the year, all this year, really, since the baseball's been going. He's been picking it. Atlanta Braves fan, and well, they sealed they sealed the series win four two over Houston Astros. So well done to Lance from Papa Moa and Rutherford sign writing over there. Well done, mate. Busy, busy show throughout the day. And we've got the countdown to Cup Week. Only four days out. Mark Purden, he rode self-assured last year. Oh, I got on that. That was a good win from Mark Purden. And he's driven six winners, six Cup winners. And he's trained a stack too. So we're going to chat to Mark uh, later on this morning to react to uh, that win last year on self-assured. And looking forward to this year as well. He's drawn in the back, in the back row of the Cup Next Tuesday, so we'll react to that. But coming up, we're going to chat to Stephen Fleming. Can't wait to chat to Flemo. But before we get to the Flemo over there in the Sudema Hotel, we've got a wee clip for you, Bez. That was probably about the same time that you changed your email address, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> don't bring it up, mate. Please, please don't bring it up. Is he, is he Carter? Hotmail.com? Hot, hot <laughs> what? What? Oh. What is this? <laughs> oh, no. My email was Izzy underscore Carter at Hotmail. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We're going to get more on that later yucky, on, yes. that's for sure. But, yeah, it is. Yep. Interesting. I think I know why you did that. But let's uh, let's move on. We have got a very special guest on the phone with us now. Now, we're going to talk a little bit of cricket as well. So, when we talk cricket, we talk resine, the paint the professionals use, and there's no one we'd rather do that with. And our old mate down the corridor, Flemo, is here in isolation with me. But before we get over to him, let me just read a couple of things out about the great man. 111 test matches, 280 ODIs, a few T20s when it started started off. Captain New Zealand for over a decade. It's been 13 years since he's been in the black the black cap setup, but his impact has been long-lasting still. Not just a, a legend to the current day players, but also a mentor and a source of great inspiration. He's an IPL winning coach four times now. Four times he's won the biggest tournament on the calendar and most recently over there in the UAE. He has done pretty much everything in the game, to be fair, and his mark on New Zealand cricket is long-lasting and is still evident today. So it's great to be able to welcome our good friend down the hallway, Flemo, a bit of a mentor of mine as well. It's great to chat to you, Flemo. G'day, Baz. That's written with, uh, sounds like with a man with a bit of time on his hands. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Not unlike yourself, got a little bit of time on on your hands. Flemo, you've been working on your golf game in in isolation there as well? Yep. I uh, uh, must admit I've rearranged the furniture a number of times um, as I've watched numerous golf videos. There's a lot of mental work going on, but uh, arranging the (laughs) the room just to try and squeeze a couple of swings in. A um, couple have been successful. A um, couple haven't. The old lime chair, which you were working from, I'm sure, got a um, bit mm. of a touch-up with a couple of rough back swings. But uh, all in aid of a big golf tournament coming up, which both of you two mm. uh, monkeys are available for. So looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. I mean, Izzy, you might want to ask about the Flem's nickname. I've seen we're on nicknames today. Do you want to... Do you want to ask him? Stephen Fleming Fujitsu's finest. Yeah, I want to ask you about Flemo. Where'd you get Flemo? <laughs> um, well, what yeah, is your nickname? What is your nickname? What's your nickname? 
Don. Don's a tough one to work out. Very Australian, isn't it? Either got an O or a Y. So uh, that's probably that's probably where that one ends, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll probably move on from that. Okay, um, Flemo, um, talk to us, mate. You you had a bit of time in in the Black Caps camp um, just recently, mm. first time back in and around the boys um, on the coal face anyway for for some thirteen years or so since you stepped away. Uh, how did you find it, mate? Did you enjoy being back in? Yeah, yeah, I did, and um, almost getting the. The, the couple of training shirts and, and putting the gear back on, I was um, it was a little bit emotional actually. I was really quite proud to be able to put it back on and be part of um, one of the, the best squads, best sides we've ever put together. So a little bit of a, a fanboy moment, um, just getting back with them and and then getting a chance to talk with some old mates who have um, have actually played with like Southie and then um, and then talk to some of the young guys who are making such a mark on the international stage and certainly forging their way with New Zealand cricket. So it was a it was actually a real highlight. It was it was um about five days and it was just around um some information for the coaching staff with Gary and passing on um anything we'd learnt through the IPL and, and maybe a, a sort of a little bit of philosophy around uh what we're looking to do at franchise T twenty because a World Cup is very similar to a franchise tournament where you're bouncing from team to team rather than just playing one team for a number of games where you get a chance to sort of work out strengths and weaknesses and, and then a, a more opportunity to try and action that. So when you bounce from team to team, you've got to be a little bit more nimble with your um, approach to each game and, and um, there's a little bit of information passed around that. But just in general, really, it was a great opportunity to um, spend some time with these guys and, and a lot of storytelling, a lot of culture is created through storytelling. So um a little bit from the past and also listening to them um, with their stories over the last sort of 12 months and a lot of success and, and where they're heading. So it was, yeah, I was, I was really honoured to be um, uh, to be accepted in there and have an opportunity to do it. Now, Flem, um, I just want to touch on that, the culture and team environments. You've been a part of a few, you've been involved and you've been in, in, the, in the side, the meeting rooms of a few uh, different team environments. What's your biggest takeaway from this current Black Caps culture and and their environment and what they're kind of about, mate? Uh, there's just a real sense of calmness. Is, um, it's almost no fuss, mm. and, and you really see that in the way they play. The, I guess Gary and, and Kane are, are reasonably similar. Like they're reasonably conservative in their um, approach to the game or the way they live the, the life around the game. Um, really understated, but when it comes down to it, the skill level of this group is very high, and that, that's always been an interesting um, discussion for me is how much value culture adds versus how much a high skill set um, adds and the, the balance at the moment I would say that the Kiwis are just really functional off the field they're very efficient with what they do and the information is mm-hmm. is passed over and learnt um, quite quickly and put into place but they have a really high skill level to be able to deliver it um, the, the alternative is to have a, a team that talks a lot about their culture but then falls short with the the skill set or the ability to deliver what I think with this Black Caps team is they have a nice balance between uh, the information load and then being able to put that into a, a game plan and deliver on the field. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating that actually. Flemo, you, you, you were part of the New Zealand side, well you were at the forefront of, at the, at the helm on the New Zealand side for a long period of time and and you had some very good moments throughout that time but not the level of consistency that we've seen from this current group, how do you do? You look back at any stage and think of the 
the hardships that you had to go through to try and set things up and now you look at the side and and you can still sort of see marks of yourself across it or well, I know you're too humble for that but I guess what I'm trying to say is it must give you so much pride when you think of how hard you had to work with this environment to now see where this team sit. Yeah, it's an interesting question because I, I feel really quite removed from it when you look at the, the, the brilliance or the consistency of performance. And I look back to the, the group of players that um, that I was lucky to play with and there's some real talent, but one of our constant struggles was to find consistency both on and off the field. We We tried a number of things um, around developing our culture and looking for um, ways to get more consistent and in some ways that was possibly the problem rather than just sinking into a better skill set and be happy with who we were and I I note very much that that would lead into a, a discussion with you around South Africa where you found your identity so identity is really important and one thing maybe we struggled with was really being comfortable with who we were we were always sort of searching for uh, what we should be or how we should play the game. And we never really settled on on one style. We were flexible. We were at times brilliant, at times really poor, um, and often sort of hovered around the middle, whereas this group has really grabbed onto that identity that was created through uh, through your time and have now just established in a way, a way of playing, but also um, being comfortable in their skins. They've allowed their skill sets, I think, to come to the fore, and that's done a couple of things. It's given them more confidence so they can compete constantly at the highest level so they've raised the bar but it's also attracted um, some high class athletes to the game so that the, the kids coming through now are uh, of a skill set and ability that is um, some of the best talents in New Zealand uh, general sport and athletics what, what, what do you make of the current um, the Black Caps performance so far in this T20 World Cup man do you think they've got the they've got the chance to, to be able to go all the way they're currently obviously World Test Champions. They they ran within a lip in the One Day World Cup. Imagine if they were then able to to be there or thereabouts at the final. Do you think they've got that in them? Well, it's giddy heights, isn't it? When you're even talking this way, it's um, again that the pride surges through for what this group is achieving, and the fact that they are a genuine chance uh, is a testament to their consistency in all formats over um, a, a number of years. The T20 game was one they probably need to make some improvements so they've spent some time on that and and I, I think they're probably still trying to find their, their best way of playing but they will get it done and that's the other skill that they've got they just find a way so last night Martin Guttel stepped up uh, Mitchell the game before with the bowlers if you start to get on a rotation where different players stand up in, in each game uh, then you're going to go close you don't want everybody performing in, in one game and then not in the next and T20 can be quite brutal with that you've seen some top teams that have that have come undone because they've had a bad day. It doesn't matter whether it's against a, a top side like New Zealand or or could be Afghanistan. So that's why I'm still a little bit wary that the game itself can lend itself to upsets pretty easy. So we've got one more, I think, tricky occasion coming up against Afghanistan, and then it's just two good days out, mm. and um, that's when you start to get excited. Hey, Flem, you, you obviously had very, some very good success over at the IPL, and throughout the IPL, the team that was chasing potentially had a lot of the luck and, uh, and was more in their favour statistical-wise. Mate, throughout these last couple of days, the team that has set the pace from the get-go has obviously got the treats at the end. Have you noticed a change in teams' kind of mindsets, the way they've approached these matches, um, batting first, putting the pressure on? Have you seen anything different from the IPL in this T20 uh, World Cup so far? 
It was. Um, it, it's it's a good observation. Is I, I think you can't deny the facts that there's an advantage in in bowling first, and that sort of happened halfway through the IPL um, as conditions changed and got a little bit cooler. Um, there, there seemed to be, for a number of reasons, a real advantage just um, bowling first and, and judging conditions, and then there might be a little bit of dew that comes in and helps. Uh, the pitch settled down, and, and that trend has continued, there's no doubt, through this World Cup. So teams really have to work hard mentally when they lose the toss as to how they're going to play the game, and one of the things we focused on was to look at it as an opportunity and, and be comfortable being bowled out for 100 in, in an attempt um, to, to get 180, 190 to, to get in the game. And it takes a little bit of courage, and in franchise cricket, probably you can get away with that because there's more games and and more opportunity to bounce back. But it's going to take courage if a team finds itself, let's say New Zealand batting against Afghanistan in the next game, they've got to have courage to go out and, and take the game to them. If the teams that are sitting back trying to be a little bit conservative have come unstuck, and unstuck in a big way. And I think about Australia and India, the two games that they've played. So there's a um, that's why I'm a little bit nervous about games coming up when there is lopsided statistics that come along if, if you get on the wrong side of it you've got to find a way to, to make sure that you give yourself a best chance and and it's going to take a bit of bravery from uh, from the black caps if that happens mm. mate you just you talked about um the ipl there and you've you won your fourth title uh this year you've made five other finals uh, the level of consistency in such an in- inconsistent um style of uh, uh form of the game is, is quite remarkable and I guess give us a little give us a little secret into what how you operate as a coach and and why you think you've made, been able to get that that level of consistency for the rest of us chasing pack <laughs> and, and getting closer <laughs> to um, I, I, I a big part of uh, certainly Chennai's success was owning our home conditions and, and you're a part of that Baz, so you'd know what I'm talking about when I say we knew our home ground like the back of our hand there was some real subtlety about playing when we're back in Chennai. Um, it's a slower pitch with a bit of spongy bounce with big boundaries to the side. And a lot of teams, when you come and just play one game there, um, don't have time to adjust. But when you can learn how to play on your home ground well, then and you can average sort of 80% of your games, 80% of your games, you go on tour, you only need to win two or three and you make a final. So that, that really was our method through India. We really got to know our home conditions. We picked players that we um, knew could play there. And, um, and play well there, and we'd put our, our team composition together um, with that in mind. The last few years have been a bit interesting, like moving out of Chennai, we really had to scramble. We had a, a poor year when we first went to Dubai, just sort of struggling to find a method and, and change everything that had been our sort of modus operandi up to that point. Um, and I guess that's why we're, we're a little bit, we, we feel pretty good and pretty proud about winning it this year, was that we were able to make some adjustments and compete in conditions that were quite foreign. And uh, from a coaching point of view, it was a great test, actually, just to, to revisit some um, some theories and methods and, and then just give players new roles. And, and thankfully, they responded to that and um, and able to get the job done. But, yeah, it's been a good couple of years really changing a lot of things at the, the organisation to make sure that we were able to play a, a more generic game rather than just a Chennai-specific one. Oh, Ben, well... Well, you've been swimming and bathing in your rupee in your room, but you've been eating pretty well, mate. You've been eating very, very well while you've been in there. So Peter Vella's been looking after you, mate. Can you, can you just delve into this MIQ menu you're rolling, mate? You've been very impressed with that? 
Yeah, I have been. Uh, I've been very, very impressed. I thought the the oysters were a lovely touch the other night. Um, it's a bit risky in the MIQ, as Baz and I discussed, but we've uh, we really have we really have been um, treated to some fine cuisine from Sir Peter and, and New Zealand bloodstock. So I've been very lucky. I, I need to ask you how. You, you repay that. You just take a couple of Instapix, mate. Is that how it works? And that's how you get all the free stuff. <laughs> you wait, Boom. you wait, mate. I got my little pony coming up. Bang! You wait till I get that my little pony one, mate. That's what you do. You got to share the love, mate, with your your a hundred thousand odd Indian fans, mate. There you go. Yeah, that's my demographic, though. That's yeah. I think it's eighteen to to forty five year old Indian males. So you've got me there on the demographic. But uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing all the new stuff from the ranch when I get home. Flemo, what, um, mate? What, uh, what's up for for you now in the next uh, next couple of months? What's on the agenda? Uh, it's not too bad, Baz. Uh, a little bit of auction work uh, coming up, so the the teams now disband, and you you have to make a choice between how many players you're going to retain, from one to none to maximum of four. So that's uh, from a professional front, just um, just working through that, and then trying to to reshape a, a team come end of January, maybe start of February for um, for another three-year cycle. So there's a little bit of disappointment around that. You, you get a team up to where you want it, and the challenge of the IPL is then it disbands after three years to try and keep the tournament um, reasonably even and um, give every franchise an opportunity, if it hasn't gone right for the last cycle, to rectify that moving forward. So I get it, but it's, um, it's still a little bit of hard work reconstructing a team. But I, I think that's what... Um, keeps you going as a coach and also gives you opportunities to stay fresh because you're going to work with some new players. So a bit of work on that, uh, a little bit of work on, on the golf game for a, a wee tournament mm. coming up and um, and then more importantly some family time which is really important when you're, you're spending more time away through unfortunately COVID reasons than what you would like. But, um, we're going to have to let you go sh- shortly, Flynn. We know you're flat out. I've got nothing on, Baz. We're good. You're in my queue. <laughs> Actually, you could, you, what we t- you could come on and co-host for the rest of the week with us if you really want to. But um, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, international because the question constantly gets asked to me about you, and that's would would Flem ever look at taking on a, an international coaching role? Oh look, I, I would love to be involved with um, with the Black Caps um, in, in some capacity, and it, but it just comes down to, to time, really. When you've played the sport for for so long, and, and when you retire, part of that is you then um, you go from being quite selfish in, in what you're doing and, and and how you're doing it to really sinking into more selfless existence with family and and other commitments around, which I really enjoy. So what. What I've really enjoyed about um, being involved at, at franchise level is I've still got a, a really strong involvement in the game with some of the best players in the world, but I've also got a, a wonderful balance between um, work life and family life. When you're thinking the IPL is two to three months, there's still opportunities that spin off that, the opportunities with Spark to commentate and, and be involved in the game, but there are really long periods where, um, where I, I can learn more about myself and, and spend a hell of a lot of time a lot more time with the family and, and be with them. And, and I think that that's really important, especially these days, that the luxury that I'll be given by um, by being able to play the game for a long time is to, to get the balance right, and I'm really enjoying that. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Black Caps and, and like the uh, opportunity to join them for um, a little bit of time, and, and T20 was, uh, was, was great. 
Um, and maybe going forward at some stage there'll be an opportunity to, to do that again. But that's pretty much what the game I know now is T20. I've immersed myself in that. And I watch the other formats and enjoy them, but um, T20 is, uh, is, is probably where I, my expertise lies now. Beautiful. That's good to hear. Good to hear. Mate, we're going to have to let you go, but um, thanks heaps for um, thanks, jumping on with uh, Izzy and myself on Baz and Izzy Good for to breakfast. talk to you, boys. Mate, I look right. forward to, uh, it's obviously Spring Carnival. We've got another big day today on the racing front, so I'm looking forward to those tips coming through and um, and spending another yep. afternoon in front of the, the dual screen. So I'm looking forward to that. Probably a little bit more from Sir Peter than you, Baz, but you do have the ability to uh, to come Goodbye, through. Goodbye, Stephen. Thank you. <laughs> there Stephen Fleming, the next Prime Minister, <laughs> former New Zealand former New Zealand captain and, and current uh, CSK coach. That was Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. It's 8.25 in the morning on Baz and for breakfast. We'll be back soon. Baz and for breakfast. We are 28 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Mark Purden coming up. You can still get involved with the show on the Kennard Tire phone line. 0800 150 811. We're waking up this morning to another victory by the Black Caps, which makes, well, the Afghanistan Black Caps game maybe going to be the most viewed of the tournament because India, after they beat Afghanistan, now need Afghanistan to beat New Zealand. So that is a very key game if the Black Caps want to progress into the semi-finals and do some damage. Stephen Fleming talking about the fickle nature of T20 cricket. That's po- that podcast is in the SNZ app and wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, Spotify, all of those channels, lads, the Champions League's rolling on, all of those games. I won't go through every single one of them. You can go and update that, have a look at it, but uh, Real Madrid has got a lead and later there are some good games starting at 9 o'clock including Liverpool, Manchester City and PSG right now it's time for a TAB live update bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today a man with many nicknames including the party Paul Moate morning boys how are you good Good, Paulie how are you getting on today you recovered no much better today yeah no I yeah, must have been a bit of food poisoning yesterday. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us today, Paulie? What do we got? Okay, so we've got... Of course, it's ladies' days at Flemington. Uh, mm-hmm. we've, and we've got a bonus back promotion on the first two races uh, from Fleming, uh, Flemington today. We've also got a same-game claim promotion on a couple of basketball games today. Brooklyn up against Atlanta and Golden State hosting Charlotte. Um, there's a couple of Champions League, ga- uh, Champions League games that we've got the same game claim on as well. I'm just scrolling down the page. Where are we? Uh, Liverpool up against Atletico Madrid and Manchester City up against Club Bruges. Um, so there's a wee bit going on today. And of course... Uh, the T20 bonus back continues with the matches tonight and tomorrow morning. Uh, Australia up against Bangladesh, West Indies up against Sri Lanka, and then uh, Friday night, the Black Caps up against Namibia. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, do we need a bet? Do we have to give you a bet right now? Is that what we need to do? Yeah. You know you do, because you guys are bringing up the back of the pack uh, in terms of the SCNZ showdown. Yeah, Even Beavers in front of you, boys. 
Yeah, but uh, we could is, all go dollar eighty favourites. I reckon we could yeah, all do we, that. We, we like to yeah. race off the speed a little bit, and then just Bingo. towards the end, you just go bang. And that's what we're going to try yeah. and get going today. Just start to just push our horse forward a little. We're going to go. We, we want a multi, Paulie Moati. We want a multi. Nice. We're not content yep. with just one. <laughs> we think we've got two. We think we've got two winners today. Okay, so we're going to go. We're going to go. Yeah. Race race five at Flemington. Chris Waller trained James McDonald in the saddle. A horse called Espiona. Espiona. An Espiona. Choice three-year-old filly. One on debut. She's going to go bang it, and then we're going to roll that straight into race seven at Flemington. Drawn wide, the son of pins, the four-year-old son of pins, who has had four starts for four wins. A horse called Riot and Rose. Can we put those two together, please, Paulie Moati? So that's four fifty into a dollar ninety. I make that. Yep. A dollar eight dollars fifty-five. Yep. Oh, that's there you go. that's okay. You like that or not? Was that come out at what? Was that come out at Izzy? Well, there was Louis eight dollars fifty-five. Louis. Yep. Bingo. Yep. Eight dollars fifty-five. Can you give us a boost wow, on that? Wait. Can you make it 10 bucks? <laughs> you boost that? A little boost. After the money that punters collected on Very Elegant Tuesday, there's no boosters for you boys. <laughs> <laughs> no booster shots. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair you, enough. But that's you'll have our to multi. talk to Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. All right. Thanks, Paulie. We appreciate it, mate. Yeah. All the good best luck, today. Boys. Good man, Paulie Mwati from the TAB, of course, TAB promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're 8.37 in the morning. We're in the final furlong. We'll be back very soon. Ian Smith up after nine, then Staffy, Kirsten Beeve, race control tonight. The Kennard's High phone line's there throughout the day, 0800 150 But, boys, it's Thursday. Markets are open for the Saturday, the 2,000 guineas, and then next week, well, you know what week it is. Stars of the turf. But it's up, up to Yark, our shark. Champions of the track. He's the best in the land. Sunday's son won it. The best to ever pace. And once again, Lazarus has arisen. And the calls will never forget. He's an equine masterpiece. He's fearless. This is Baz and Izzy's Cup Week Countdown, presented by Fiber Fresh, equine and calf superfood, proudly NZ made. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We are four days out from New Zealand Cup Week, and four cups ago, it was Lazarus kicking them in in the New Zealand Trotting Cup. We've spoken to him and the amazing horses he uh, horse he was. Now today, we're catching up with the genius behind the horse, Mark Purden. Mark has driven six cup winners, trained a stack too, including last year's winner that got me paid, self-assured. Spank him in first in the cup. Self-assured off his back. Then Ashley Lokas and copy that. Self-assured going to spank him on the outside. He drew a head in front. Self-assured moved up to spank him. A confident soul and not a fear in the world. Self-assured's won the cup. Clear of spank him. Ashley Lokas running on. But self-assured won it. Beat spank him. Ashley Lokas third. It's an all-stars trifecta. 
Yeah, just picture me riding, driving that horse home, riding it right home at, at uh, Louis' best uh, bar in Christchurch. Aikman's, he loves that spot, but how good was that? Well, this year, self-assured, we'll be looking to go back-to-back, but the draw isn't necessarily perfect. Mark Purden, his trainer and driver, is on the line with us now. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Hey, mate, I was uh, lucky enough to be on Self Assured last year. Thank you so much. Got me a wee payday in the end, mate. But uh, this year you've been drawn in the back alley. Are you, are you happy with how the draws come out or, or things have to go your way to get a result and go back to back? Um, I'm not too worried about it. Um, there's three on the other mm. alley, so uh, he's, he's probably going to be you know number number two or three on the second line and there's, there's some speed on the front line, some good beginners there. So, you know, we'll just we'll just see what happens early. But it's no, it's not the not the end anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a very impressive uh, horse. And uh, only reason last year I picked uh, South Shield is my good friend Stu Bailey, who uh, sadly passed away this year, put me on to South Shield, and, and what a great win it was, mate. You must bring back great great memories and and take us back to that moment during that race. And everything just panned out perfectly, and you stormed home by four. Was that the perfect race for you? Oh, that was the perfect race, and uh, there was a lot of pressure because he hadn't been stepping that well. And uh, just on mm. on that Tuesday, he got it right and he stepped beautifully and and led early, and then uh, uh, let Spank and go, and uh, got a beautiful trip after that. Came came out on the turn, and uh, he was he was really always going to win it because he was winning races and making mistakes early and. On that day, stepped beautifully and just had the perfect trip. Hey, Mark, it's Baz here. Hey, um, mate, how's uh, how's Self Assured's build-up been this year compared to last year? It's been pretty good. Uh, he's had three runs under his belt and, and won two of them. Uh, he was supposed to have a cup trial yesterday, but that didn't go ahead. He was the only horse in it, so that was a shame. But I, I'm not too worried about that. He seems uh, he seems well. He seems to be sort of peaking at the right time and. We'd had a blood test taken after Ashburton. I was a little bit disappointed with him at Ashburton, but um, the blood revealed that it wasn't a, you know, the perfect picture that we wanted to see. And we'd taken another one on Monday this week, and, and it looked a lot better. So we can just tell him the horse's demeanour too, that he's, he's starting to feel good. So I think he's peaking at the right time. Beautiful. Well, aside from self-assured, mate, you've trained some just out-and-out champions to win the cup. Is there any that kind of stick out in your mind, is more memorable than others? Oh, Lazarus would always have uh, special memories, and, and he did it as a four-year-old, and not many horses do that. Uh, there's probably only a handful that's done it over the years. So, uh, yes, special memories with Lazarus, and he was just a champion. Outside of South Coast, Arden, who are the biggest dangers in this? We spoke to John Dunn. He's on Classy Brigade. Uh, in the cup, who are the other biggest dangers for you and Self Assured? Yeah, well, Classy Brigade is just the perfect racehorse. He never does a thing wrong, and he puts himself in the race, and he'll he'll do that again on Tuesday. So you always got to respect him. Um, copy that's coming down from the north. Um, he's thrown out wider, which would probably be an advantage. He came down last year and drew one, which is probably the worst place he could have drawn. Uh, he's a horse I've got a lot of respect for, but um, just not sure whether his form's as good as what it's been in the past. But uh, he's one I wouldn't run to rate anyway. So, yeah, those, those still are a, tough. Yeah, they're very impressive horses. It's one of my favourite days 
of the calendar year with um, you know the New Zealand Cup week this year. Obviously, no crowds, so it's going to be a sad, sad day. But we're still going to watch it. Have you th- thought about the effects of having no crowd, no build-up with people around in the birdcage watching the horses? Will that be a big factor for you and the horses? It'll just be quite sad. I mean, we've got used to racing like that um, for, a, for a little while. But, uh, you know, a couple of specials for both shows, and uh, it's going to be sad not to have the people there and the atmosphere that goes with Cup Week. Oh, well, Mark, we'll let you go, mate. But we really appreciate you joining us on Baz for breakfast and being able to sort of project forward, well, reminisce back and then project forward on some of your exploits and all the best for self-assured and all your other charges in, uh, in, the, in the days to come. Thanks, boys. It's been my pleasure. Absolute superstar of the harness game, Mark Purden. And, uh, gee, you back him in over the next week or so. You're going to make some, make some money, I reckon, is... That was our Fibre Fresh Equine and Calf Superfood. It's proudly New Zealand made. And that is our Cup Week. New Zealand Cup Week countdown. That was Mark Purden. How good was that? So it sounds like we've got a little bit of self-assured. We've got a little bit of classy... Um, what was it? Classy... Uh, brigade. Brigade. Brigade, sorry. Yeah. There's a little mind blank there. So we've got a little bit of both there. So now we just need to find maybe... a a couple, a little bit wider, a little bit rougher, and then we've pretty much nailed the first four. I wonder, Baz, if tomorrow, and this is this is to Trudy, this is the WhatsApp group live on air, the planning of the show. Wait, maybe we <laughs> track down Maddie Cross, who's about to embark on the biggest week of his year every single year. He's the race caller down there. We've had him on the show before, so he's got the two thousand guineas this weekend. Then he's got the Tuesday Cup Day. He's got the Wednesday Copeland's Bakery Mile Day. He doesn't have to call the Greyhounds, which is lucky for him on Thursday. Friday he's back for show day at Eddington. Then Saturday it's New Zealand Cup Day on the Gallops and the thousand guineas so if he can't find us a winner out of that lot i don't know what we can do so maybe we'll pin down maddie cross and see if he can flesh out her first four a bit yeah big fan of that that's a great idea well that's great producing louis well done <laughs> Thanks, if, mate. He, if trudy's got anything as well to throw it on the group that'd be great um it's i'm not allowed in yet i haven't been let in yet <laughs> louis oh. is the gate master he is my key I'm focusing on like, the show why? he's in the breaks he's like why do you want to join the group anyway <laughs> uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to give uh, Shannon a call and take her out for a picnic. <laughs> ah, get me back, please. If, if it, you could coordinate that with the race, races, that would be perfect, actually. Can we get Tim Brown on, the all former all-white captain dude, now oh, billionaire? 700 million. <laughs> wow, we, I actually should have asked Flem about that. He's good mates with them. But, oh, well, there's one that got away. Hey, imagine that, just put a little fiver in there at the start. What a... Would have been worth a fair few bob. Good on him, though. Good mm. Kiwi boy. Good on him for getting paid. Um, we've got Temper Sleep on it after this with the Doyen and Smith. Just a quick uh, message here from Grant. Hi, can you repeat your Flemington tip? Race 5 and Race 7, please. Grant from Wellington. Race 5 was Espiona and into Wright and Rose. Race 7, that's a multi that we've put on. So if you want to follow us in, that's what you need to do. This is Baz Nizzi for breakfast, back with the doyen after this.